0: Welcome into the In the Money podcast for opening day at the Keeneland Fall Meet, Friday, October 7th. I'm Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, and we're going to take a look at the late pick four for every uh, day of the fall meet here on the In the Money podcast. So Jim, this uh, is a series that starts in race seven and includes three graded stakes and uh, finishes up with a second level allowance and these uh, pick fours and pick fives are brutally uh, challenging from a handicapping perspective uh, on these uh, first couple of days that you and I have looked at. So let's jump into the race seven that starts the late pick four. It's the grade two Stalkine and Ogden, Phoenix. A race with a lot of history, six furlongs, three-year-olds, and up. Who did you land on?
1: Well, this is the most obvious place to try to get arrow. Uh, it's the shortest field in the sequence. Uh, got some really good horses in here. And I almost singled Sibelius, but I did. Um, I, I looked at that last race at Pimlico, and I'm not so sure that a 106 buyer in that race is legit. I, I, the ho- horse won so easily. It was 2-1, to one, so it wasn't a huge favorite. I don't think anybody expected that horse to jump up that quickly and now they're going to throw him into the deeper waters and i just don't think the competition is going to be equal to what he's going to see here i'm going to use him obviously um but special reserve is the two to one morning line favorite and probably will go off uh favored from his phoenix last year He was a defending champion uh went off at six to five last year and just barely held off a fast closing aloha west who came back and won the Breeders' Cup Sprint. This is a really good race, setting a, a horses up for the Breeders' Cup Sprint, and we've had some winners coming out of the Phoenix in the, in the past few years, and so Aloha West ran down Dr. Shivel, uh last year at uh, Del Mar. So that race last year was certainly a key race. Special Reserve has not gotten back to that level, however, this year. He ran it Laurel and a race he sort of won easily. He ran it, uh, Mountaineer caught a sloppy track and did win that one easily over probably suspect uh, competition. But obviously, he loves Keeneland, so he's got to use him as well. And I'm going to throw in Necker Island. Necker Island has gotten really good, uh, in the past five or six months, has backed up buyers of 98 and 99, taking a uh, big jumping class here, but uh, good connections. Chris Hartman always has them ready here, and so I'm going to use those three. Sebelius is going to be my favorite, but he's a lukewarm favorite, so i got to go a little deeper in the pick four.
0: I took Sibelius on top <laughs> off those last two races, and it just uh, seems like he, for whatever reason, really uh, kicked it up to a higher level in those last two triple-digit buyer figures in uh, both of those, two for 12 previously in his career, and all of a sudden has just really gotten good. And his one, uh, or I can't remember if he's won or run, he's run well here at Keenum, so I think he's, for me, the one to beat, but got to have special reserve on the ticket. Uh, I have Necker Island also. I'm also going to include Sir Alfred James. If you toss out the last race, the previous two were 99 and 94 buyers, which would uh, stack up pretty well to give him a, a shot in here. So I'm going to include that one when we get to the pick four as well from uh, the one hole. But uh, Sibelius is the pick for me on top. The eighth is the grade two J.P. Morgan Chase Jessamine for two-year-old fillies going a mile and a 16th on the turf. This used to be on the Wednesday card after opening weekend in the fall meet, but they've moved it up to opening day, adds another stakes race, gives the horsemen a chance to get a little more rest for their horses that are coming back in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Fillies turf. I ended up taking a swing with a bit of a price here, CC Cruise Control was third in the stake at Kentucky Downs that the favorite comes out of, uh, and that's Toehead, and this horse draws much better. Toehead's in the 12-hole. CC Cruz controls in the two. So got to make up you know, nine lengths uh, f- uh, from last time, but I think um, you know it's Kenny McPeak's barn. Uh, his two-year-old's been running well, and I think his his horses can can make that kind of improvement. So I'm going to take that one on, on top. Post-draw has a lot to do with it. Uh, toehead. Uh, narrowly lost in a stake at Kentucky Downs and uh, moved up uh, in numbers on the turf. It's just the post position I'm not uh, wild about from out there in the 12 hole. Same for the 11. Knock your socks off, but this one had an impressive debut win. Had a bit of a wide trip in that Kentucky Downs race that the other two are coming out of. He ran fourth or she ran fourth, but she's a huge price. I think like 30 to one on the morning line. And uh, you know, for uh, I'd, I'd be a little more interested in that horse. Uh, with even with a bad post when you get that kind of uh, opportunity for a return. And then I'm also going to use the nine recognized for Bill Mott. Of course, it was third in the P.G. Johnson, which is always a good stake for two-year-old turf fillies at Saratoga. But uh, I'm going to take a, a little bit of a long-shot swing with cruise control on top in the Jessamine. How about you?
1: These tr- these races at Keeneland are handicapping puzzles. I didn't. Even, I went six deep. I didn't use two of the horses that you mentioned. I didn't use CC cruise control. I did not use recognized. <laughs> And I can make a case for both of those, as you so eloquently did. <laughs> I, I, I like toehead in here. I thought the horse ran really well at uh, uh, Kentucky Downs. And uh, the horse that, that beat the horse, the chop-chop, uh, just barely. I mean, it was a, it was a very tight uh, uh, photo. And there was nine links back to CC cruise control. So when you see a race like that where there's so much separation, especially a turf race, uh, that means the top two are pretty good. And I think Toehead moves forward off that one, and it's going to be a legitimate favorite in here. I don't like the 12-hole for him. It came out of a 4-hole last time and, and got a, a really good trip close to the pace and, and just got nipped at the wire. Toehead on top. I'm also going to use Knock Your Socks Off. I agree that 30-to-1 is a big price on this one, uh, especially with Flavian Pratt taking them out. And Chris Block is uh, is a trainer that's at 21%. That he always has his horses ready and I think this one um, did not have a very good trip in that same race. Uh, Took him out wide and um, didn't get off to a very good start either. So I think this horse does improve off that race. I'm going to use a few others from the inside. Delight for Luis Ayaz and Jonathan Thomas. Uh, This horse ran very well at um, Saratoga. Uh, Was wide in the first turn and then got, got beat by four and a quarter. And two of the horses that beat him came back and won the next time out. Um... Uh, and so well, he won first time, next time out, and this Jarek came back and won next time out. So this Jonathan Thomas horse is really alive in here. Promise of Hope for Tom Amos, uh, ran um, really well at, at Kentucky Downs, only got to beat a half a length. Happy uh, Gal comes out of the same race, you got to use that one, simply because of Doug O'Neill, Joel Rosario. And Dolce for Joe Sharp, uh, a Sharp maiden win at Kentucky Downs. Um, I, think, I think you could go a lot of different directions here. That's the sixth side that I'm going to use. Uh, I think Toehead is going to be my top pick. Have some concerns with the 12 hole there, but uh, if, if uh, she moves forward from that Kentucky Downs race, she might have a real shot at the uh, Breeders' Cut Juvenile Phillies in a few weeks.
0: Ninth race is the Grade 1 Darley Alcibiades for two year old Phillies on the main track. And uh, Big Field here, the uh, horse you mentioned, Chop Chop that uh, narrowly beat Toehead last time. She actually's going in here on the dirt for uh, for Brad Cox. So you've got some turf-to-dirt angles in here, some impressive maiden winners now tackling, you know, a, a grade one stake. You've got a horse like Fun and Feisty coming off an impressive stakes win. That's a little more of has, – she has a little more of an experience edge. So just a really uh, interesting group of uh, two-year-old fillies here. Where did you land? You know,
1: when you have two-year-old fillies and they – run well on the turf and you want to see if they're good enough on the dirt this is a pretty good spot and chop chop is is doing that and also is who we mentioned uh came out of that really good race at saratoga and uh won by five and three quarters that day and rather than bring her back in the turf race they're bringing her back in the alcibiades to see if she's got a shot at the juvenile turf. So. Using both of those, uh, chop chop at 12 to one. I don't know that she's going to go off that, that high because of the Bragg-Tox connection, but there are some questions, uh, bred for turf and then moving to dirt. But, uh, Wonder Wheel is going to be my top pick here. I think she draws well on the inside. The spin away was a very good race for her and she, and she ran evenly, just got beat a length and a half in her first stakes race. Uh, and she'd come off a short layoff. She ran great in the debutante at Churchill back in July, won by six and three quarters. So Wonder Wheel is my top pick. Going to use Chop Chop. Going to use Raging Sea, Chad Brown, second time start off a uh, maiden win at Saratoga. Using Zajera. Using Fun and Feisty for Kenny McPeak. You never leave Kenny McPeak out in a two-year-old Philly race um, at Keeneland. So the Pocahontas uh, won by three and a half. I love the buyer progression, 44-51-71-76. If she moves forward out that 76, she's going to be tough to handle in here. And then Kaling is my long shot pick in here for Todd Fletcher. At 6-1, to one, she gave um, Wonder Wheel about three and a half lengths at the start. She had a really bad start in the spinaway. came back up, got within a length of lead, and kind of gave it up at the end. Um, gets Johnny B, which is not a bad move from Flavian Pratt. And uh, I think Kaling has a big shot in here as well. I'm... Spreading really wide because I'm going to single the next race with my surprise single. So going uh, seven deep in here. The other horse I'm going to use is Infinite Diamond for being Cone and uh, Florent Giroux simply because she won by 14 lengths last time out. So if she's for real, I don't want to leave her off the ticket. So going seven deep out of 14
0: um before i get into this i'll just add that we try to when we do pick four tickets try to make them reasonably affordable not just you know do a five hundred dollar ticket or something where you use everybody that you would like so it's going to make for you know to do that makes for some tough calls so i'm not didn't go as deep as i you know might have liked in the adjustment and won't go uh, as deep as i uh, would have liked here um i think fun and feisty for me is probably the the one i see as the the one to beat but i'm I'm thinking that one of these impressive maiden winners is going to be something uh, special here. I ended up taking Zajera for Phil Bauer. I talked to him earlier this week at Churchill. He said they actually ideally would have gone in the Jessman, but uh, she, in preference order, uh, would have been on the outside looking in and would have needed some luck. And he said they haven't had much luck on those kind of situations, so they c- could get into the Alcibiades, so they took advantage of that. He said that uh, the main reason they started on the turf was that they wanted to get the two turns for her and uh, that she has worked very well on the dirt. So uh, very optimistic, but uh, it's, it's not like this was their, their first choice. Uh, the seven I'm going to uh, include as well for Graham Motion, Soria if that's the correct pronunciation uh this horse uh debuted on the turf at saratoga then was an impressive maiden winner at delaware and off a couple of starts is now jumping into a grade one and that's a bold move and when a guy like motion who doesn't do a lot of those kinds of moves does this that just kind of caught my eye i think and i and i talked to him this week and they're very high on on this philly long term so uh, i'm going to Uh, take those two fun and feisty I'm going to use and I'm going to use chop chop talking to Brad Cox uh, on Wednesday at Churchill he said they really thought she was going to be better on the dirt they just uh, started her on the turf to to get uh, more distance she's got the pedigree for it and she won a grade three uh, or, or won a stake at church, at uh, Kentucky Downs, beating Toehead, who we both liked in the previous race. And uh, if she does indeed uh, maybe pr- even prefer the dirt, then uh, ignore the, the buyer figures and give her a big shot in here. So I'm going to go with those four, take uh, Zageria on top. And then we get to the 10th race, which is a second-level allowance for Phillies and Mayors 3 and up. That's a marathon, mile and a half on the turf. I like Federalist Papers, second off a layoff, just missed at Kentucky Downs off the break. One for one here, one back in the spring at this distance. I think that one um, is uh, really going to be tough to beat in here. But Fairchild was just a nose behind uh, Federalist Papers in that Kentucky Downs race. So uh, I thought about singling Federalist Papers, but I said, well, Fairchild was right there with him. i got to use both of them, really. So I'm going to use those two in the pick four. If I wanted to go deeper, I'd look at Light Stars for Clement and then uh, Mia Martina Uh, down on the inside, mainly just because it's grand motion and he does really well with these turf marathon uh, types of horses. So uh, those are the the ones, but uh, for my pick four, I'm just going to go too deep. Who do you like in race 10?
1: Well, I'm going to surprise you. Um, The race at Kentucky Downs was a blanket finish. The top four horses finished a neck apart. Federalist Papers comes out of that race. As you mentioned, Fairchild comes out of that race. But my single also comes out of that race, and it's roughly a diamond for Michelle Nehi and Joe Talamo. The horse got beat a neck. Uh, you couldn't tell it by the photo. The photo was, was extremely close. And this horse broke almost in the air. If you go back and watch the race, Kentucky Downs races are a little tough to watch because of the TV coverage down there. But this horse gave the other horses at least four lengths. And so I watched the race three times. Federalist Papers had no excuses. Just got beat on the head, no head bob, by, by Burnham, which is not a, 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 a the horse wasn't a big favorite or anything. Federalist Papers, I think, was, uh, was the second choice. And Fairchild was uh, even money in that race. For Rosario, and, or actually La rode that race, for Asmussen. So roughly a diamond gives these horses four lengths to start, has a fairly eventful trip in a big field, and uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't a big field, it was only seven horses, but really got bumped around at the top of the stretch and then gets beat a neck, giving him four lengths. I am going to single an eight-to-one shot in the last leg of the big four.
0: a boy. Um, uh, you
1: know if, if, if you're well i also ran out of money you know? <laughs> I, I, like, like you it's 63 dollars per horse so i thought okay i need to use at least three and i'm not going to give out a 189 ticket
0: i'm afraid I uh, thought, running uh, out of money is going to be a, an issue in real life as much as it is on these uh, 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 makeup tickets
1: <laughs> it, it will be but i i really like this horse and i if you go back and watch it the horse is improving. Uh, stretched out to a mile and five sixteenths. Don't think he'll have any trouble getting a mile and a half. And given those horses four lengths at the start in that race, I thought she ran huge. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot here. And um, I thought she was a better single for value. And I'll promise you that it will pay better than Federalist Papers. Yes, it will. Out, and probably probably Queen Bourbon is going to be the third choice, and probably your horse Mia Martina might be the fourth choice. So this horse might be the fifth choice on the line. And uh, She ran big. And if she runs, if she likes Keeneland, uh, she ran here uh, in April in an allowance race and got beat by two lengths at a mile and eight. Uh, Was closing at the end. And uh, moving from Alex Achardi is a good jockey, but I really like Talamo on this horse. So I think take a stand with roughly a diamond.
0: So give me your pick four ticket.
1: All right. Pick four ticket is uh, three horses in the uh, SKL Phoenix 256. And I'm going deep in the next two. Three, four, six, eight, eleven, twelve, with one, two, four, five, eight, nine, ten, with seven for sixty-three bucks.
0: I am going four by four by four by two. One, two, five, six, with two, nine, eleven, twelve, with two, five, seven, nine, with four, eight, 64 sixty-four dollar ticket. Uh, great cards uh, to handicap on the uh, these first two days that Jim and I have already handicapped we'll be back tomorrow to uh give you the podcast on the saturday card but just going to be a great weekend of racing Weather's going to be nice a little cool but uh horses like that and uh it'll be fine for the people as well so best of luck make sure you have funds in your keeneland select account if you can't make it out to the races and we'll be back for the saturday edition at the end the money podcast from keenelandselect.com